Welcome to the 423 Soccer Podcast. Uh, this is Todd, a.k.a. Great Footballer on Twitter. Uh, and my trusty co-host, Jim, a.k.a. Chatted Gooner, is not with us this evening as he is uh, away for uh, the night. It seems like he is at a uh, concert and he also has some uh, games to attend to with uh, one of his sons uh, with the CFC Academy. So he's keeping the road hot between... Knoxville and Atlanta this weekend, so you're going to have to deal with me. Well, welcome to the post-match rant, and um, we're going to talk about CFC versus Stumptown Athletic tonight. Uh, it was a rainy night at Finley Stadium. Uh, pretty much rained the entire game. Uh, I think that makes like 11 games this year that it has either uh, rained at some part of the game. Amazing that... Uh, it's rained that many times and we are in the middle of a drought. So here we are. Obviously the, the bad weather, uh, kept a lot of folks away tonight. Uh, there was still some hardcores out there that, that, uh, stuck, stuck with it all the way through the end of the game. Uh, unfortunately what they witnessed was a zero zero draw and, uh, it was almost like an extension of last week's game, uh, that saw, uh, CFC, what I felt, well, and the stats bear out, too, that they uh, dominated uh, the chances and uh, really were unlucky not to uh, come away with a, a win and probably a, a multi-goal win uh, if if they converted on the chances that, that they uh, had. <clears throat> Let's just, uh, I guess, get to it. CFC came out in uh, a 4-4-2 uh, starting lineup. We had uh, Torje starting in goal. Uh, across the back line, we had on the left, Torres, and on the right, Laidley, and the center was anchored by Dunstan and Lima. Uh, midfield, uh, we had Schmarzok, Sanchez, Valenciano, and Ginky. And then up top, we had Oliveira running with Vilsery. Uh, no real surprises there in the lineup. Uh, I think it's uh, maybe, you know, it's not our traditional, uh, if you had to say we ran out our regular 11 I mean, there's no Juan in there. Uh, that's that's probably the largest uh, omission. And uh, Laidley on the right, uh, that might be a, a, another one that kind of stands out, but we saw him last week at Stumptown. Uh, thought he did a good job, and uh, he got another run out this weekend. So uh, let's just go. Uh, we know the score of 0-0 zero, zero, draw. Let's just go to the stats. Uh, the stats are going to bear out what pretty much what most of us saw in the field tonight was a, a fairly dominant performance that, that was not rewarded uh, in the score column. Um, CFC had uh, 11 shots on goal to Stumptown's one and had 16 shots overall to Stumptown's four. Uh, so just really lopsided in the number of shots and shots on goal going to CFC. Six corners for CFC, none for Stumptown. Fouls pretty even, 11 for Stumptown, 9 for CFC. No yellows, no reds. Uh, two offsides for Stumptown, and I had one for CFC. Uh, so pretty pretty lopsided statistics. Uh, 
CFC had their chances, uh, some half chances, some pretty good chances, but the bottom line is none of them uh, went in the back of the net. I guess to start out in the first 15 minutes, it was kind of end-to-end action. Uh, no real clear possession uh, to either side, uh, pretty pretty much 50-50. I think both were kind of adjusting to conditions. Uh, the rain kept the field slick, a lot of balls going out of bounds, that kind of thing. Uh, first real chance for uh, CFC came off a free kick in the 34th minute. Uh, Sanchez lined up probably, I'd say about 30 yards uh, on outside of goal, ball slightly to the right, and um, after uh, multiple players running over the ball, Sanchez uh, cut loose a, a, a nice free kick, comes off the post, uh, bounces right back out into the path of Vilsery, who has the redirects the header right back on goal just to have a, a Stumptown player cleared off the line. Uh, CFC was really unfortunate not to go ahead uh, off that uh, sequence of, uh, of, of action. Went into halftime, uh, CFC dominating on shots. Uh, they had five shots on goal in the first half, uh, seven shots overall, and I think Stumptown, yes, Stumptown had uh, one shot uh, in the first half. So it was really dominant. Fouls really even, five to four in the first half, or five to five, sorry, in the, at the end of the first half. It wasn't that CFC, it was kind of like last week, it wasn't that CFC like dominated uh, possession so much. I felt like the possession was fairly even and, and the weather uh, almost single-handedly make, made that happen. But a lot of balls getting turned over in the midfield and getting turned over, you know, trying to send through balls and, and that sort of thing. But, you know, CFC was still unlucky not to have, uh, have the lead going into halftime. Coming into the second half, uh, Stumptown was pretty quick out of the gate. They were uh, come out a lot of energy and had a had a pretty good chance just right there in the first uh, couple of minutes of the second half, and they came out with a lot more energy. Seems like CFC was a little bit slow uh, uh, to adjust uh, coming out of the locker room. I mean, they were probably cold and wet like everybody else, but I thought that they adjusted well over the course of the next five or six minutes uh, and. In the 52nd minute, uh, I'm sorry, the 49th minute, Lima uh, had a, uh, a shot that was uh, saved on the line. The ball came in, and he had a, a nice back heel that was headed to goal. But the uh, Stumptown keeper, who had a great game, uh, obviously, when he had uh, 11 saves uh, on the night, he had a great game, but he was able to smother that Lima's effort right there on the line. CFC continued with the pressure in the 52nd minute. Uh, Oliveira had a had a shot on goal. Uh, it was deflected off a defender. It looked like it was bound for the right corner, and the defender just kind of got a little touch to it and deflected it out for a corner kick. Uh, started having some substitutions uh, come in the second half of 55th. Had uh, Webb come in for Oliveira. Uh, a little bit deceptive when he came in because he was wearing the number 23 jersey, which is normally Walsh. So uh, through the rain, I, I thought for a few minutes that that Walsh had came in, but the uh, neon y green shoes or yellow shoes kind of gave it away and took a harder look, and it was actually Webb that had came in. CFC keeper came up big in the 58th minute. Uh, Stumptown uh, broke through and uh, ripped a shot from probably about 15 to 18 yards out. Uh, it was right at the keeper, but it had to be uh, parried away. That was probably the only time I remember the CFC keeper being truly tested. 
uh, in the game that they had to make a significant save. Uh, another substitution in the 59th, uh, Join Laidley came out and Soren Juhaszczak came in. Uh, I, and after we talked to the coach after, after talking to the coach after the game, it looks like they had a little a little bit of a formation change. That uh, looks like they started having uh, three uh, three backs in front of the back four, which I don't believe we have seen this year. So a little bit different tactic. And we interviewed the coach uh, in just a few minutes, so we'll let him uh, explain uh, the rationale behind that. In the 70th minute, Juan Hernandez came in for. Max Vilsery, who had to go off injured, uh, caught up with him after the game. He said that he felt a, a pop in his calf, uh, so hopefully just a pulled muscle with that. We wish him a speedy recovery. Uh, and in the 72nd, Zhao uh, Costa came in for Marcus Schmarzak. Uh, you know, throughout the year, we've, we've, we've had an issue with, you know, Grant gifting the other team chances that they didn't necessarily deserve. Uh, and, and tonight I thought we were about to have that in the 74th minute, uh, Juan Hernandez gives the ball away and it appears to be, uh, recovered by Dunstan, but then the, the ball is given away again. It creates a, a, a breakaway on goal. Uh, CFC goalkeeper does well to stand his ground and it looked, the stump town player just took one too many touches with it and ends up uh, blasting the ball off the crossbar. Uh, so CFC was really, or Stumptown really let CFC off the hook uh, because for all intents and purposes, uh, I really thought that they were, you know, it was going to be a Stumptown uh, goal, uh, but the CFC keeper stood stood tall, stood his ground, and to be fair, uh, the defender started cutting down the angle on him pretty quickly, uh, but the Stumptown player uh, just kind of fumbled around with the ball and at, in the end just smashes it uh, off the crossbar, so... CFC was let off the hook with on that one. In the 77th minute, uh, Bongo came in for uh, Lima, who put in a, a solid shift in the back. Coming into the last four or five minutes of the game, I, you know, I knew we were going to have a, at least another chance, and that chance came in, in the 89th. Uh, Costa cut in from the right side of the box, cut in on his left foot, and uh, smashed the shot. Uh, unfortunately, the, the keeper w was able to, to parry that wide. And then in maybe one of the last kicks of the game, ball gets played over top to Costa. It looks like he is uh, kind of in on the keeper. There's a defender that is uh, breaking on him quickly. And I, he may have just taken one too many touches with the, with the slick turf. And the ball just wouldn't settle for him. And the defender was able to get in and... Uh, and kind of block his shot is what it looked like, and uh, the keeper ended up smothering it, and so that ended it uh, in stoppage time, final score, 0-0. Zero, zero. So we were there after the game, and we were able to catch up uh, with Coach Fuller. Uh, it was myself, uh, Patrick McCoon from Times Free Press, and uh, Joseph Dykus uh, from the Chattanooga, and so you'll hear uh, some of their questions also in this interview, but let's see what the coach had to say after the game. From just, I know these exhibitions, you've got to look at some different lineups and different things. Mm -hmm. Just, uh, could you talk a little bit about what uh, you saw and what is, what has stood out to you from uh, these matches the last two weeks? Well, it's interesting. I mean, obviously we use them as an opportunity to get the whole roster a game. And again, at this level, it's the idea of it isn't, it's not recreational soccer. You shouldn't try to just get guys games. 
we've got to start making decisions on a lot of these players in terms of whether we're going to keep them or, or not. And at the end of the day, I'd rather the decision be to be made by them mm. than by me. And, and that's a lot of giving them an opportunity to play against a very good team, half-million-dollar payroll, et cetera, et cetera. Um, a great opportunity for us and, and for some of these guys. And to be fair, some of them have been have have, have made me say we've we've got to we've got to keep them. And there's some guys that, as well that have said, you know what, I I'm not sure we can. So the idea of these games, and, and especially at the point in the season, I had nothing to do with that. Obviously, that was the front office, but it actually has worked out really really well. So, so who are some of just who's a player that's kind of impressed you in these last few games? Jawain Ledley has been fantastic uh, at right back, and, and he played left back obviously over in Charlotte. I thought he was, I thought he was really really good. He's making some. He's a winger that we've tried to convert to outside back. So he makes some positional mistakes. Some of his starting positions aren't quite right. Sometimes a little bit too wide of the other center of the center back on his side. Sometimes too deep. Sometimes a little bit too high. Um, but the, the mistakes he's making are very correctable. The one thing you can't teach is athleticism and strength. And he's, for his size, he's an absolute beast. Um, we went through. We were. We cut some clips this week. Three or four of them of him just just banging and beating people and just knocking them off their feet and things like that. Uh, you know, so he, he's done really, really well. He's he's had some great some great performances. Um, not necessarily that I didn't know he was a good player, but Danny Valenciano, when we when we went to the box in midfield, um, obviously last week he played beside Lasana, who actually is another one that was very very good last week. I wanted to look at a couple of different things this week, which is why he didn't get in the mix. But uh, but he, I thought he was very good last week. Ran out of gas a little bit about 60 minutes in, but um, we used Danny actually in the in at one of the two tens uh, along with Marcus Smarzok tonight. And the thing I like about Danny is we're not a team that tends to compete in the 18-yard box. We've got a lot of peripheral players. We don't have a guy that's going to get in, get on the end of stuff. Um, run through a guy, run through a goalpost if he has to. Yeah. Danny's a guy that'll do that. So getting him further up the pitch, the idea with that was, can he get inside the 18-yard box? And I thought actually he, he, he did some really good things. That great strike from about 25 yards mm -hmm. in the first half, took advantage of the slick surface and uh, forced a good save. Um, so I wanted to see Danny up there. Danny's, Danny's certainly somebody that we want to figure in our plans. Um, but I wanted to see him a little bit further up the pitch and see how he did. Um, obviously, um, we've given we've we've given some some good time the last two games to Max up front. I yeah. thought he's done well. I think him and Pipe are actually a great partnership. Um, mm -hmm. Just unfortunate we just not scoring enough. Um, yeah. um, but we're getting we're getting guys in some good positions. Um, certainly, um, I mean. That, Jawain's the main one, uh, to certainly tonight. I think Lasana, Gabby Gonzalez, um, definitely Caleb Cole. Um, Caleb was very good last week till he got injured. Mason Walsh had his best game for us that he's had, but he got poked in the eye, and actually he's having some serious eye problems right now. We're not sure that he'll play again for us. Um, it, it's not a detached retina, but it's a deep bruise in the retina. And uh, 
I mean, he's been he, he's been told just bed rest. I mean, he wasn't even here. To, he hasn't even been here the last three days. So, but it's a shame because he had his best game for us when we went over to Stumptown and played. But uh, um, certainly getting Torgay some time in goal, I thought I thought he's done well. I, I don't think he's I don't think he's let himself down. Um, made a great save over there. Didn't have a lot to do. I didn't think tonight in terms of. Uh, in terms of shots, in fact, to be fair, the, the the best chance they had all night was in the first 10 minutes. The bomb that the kid hit right at Phil, um, that it, that he palmed back out into play. Um, but um, and obviously the the breakaway that they had where they didn't hit the target. So um, you know, but again, you know, Sanchez hits the post on a free mm-hmm. kick. We get the rebound. They clear it off the line. So it, those things yeah. always even out. You know, I. I I did think overall, again, getting away from your original question, that's mainly the guys that, that I would say that Absolutely. we really wanted to have a, have a long look at. Um, certainly Nathaniel Badai, um, you know, and I thought he, he got better as the game went on tonight. I thought he was, I thought he was good. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, um, the key thing, you know, to, to um, you know, in, in terms of, you know, those are the main guys that really we we probably wanted to, to get some time for and, mm-hmm. and, to, and to see. So, Absolutely. Going into the Milwaukee game, I know we went up there and, you know, it looked like we were going to be coming away with some points. And yep. to, and the way it ended yeah. up there, I know there's having them the last game, there's probably some, something to still prove against them. Tell me your mentality going into this last game. And it's to win it, obviously. I mean, that's the that's the obvious answer. I think the other side of it is, though, we've played some really, really good soccer the last month, and I mean, we we just haven't gotten rewarded for it. Now, I say we haven't gotten rewarded for it. I'm a big believer that luck's the residue of design. You make your own luck, and you make your own breaks. We're not willing. We haven't been willing in the 18-yard box mm. to pay enough of a price. And that's what it is a lot of times. It's just paying a price in there and being yeah. willing to stick your face in where nobody else will and just, and just get it done. And, it, again, it's not, it's not being disrespectful to our players. It's the kind of players that we have. Mm-hmm. We, don't have we don't have that 6-3 striker yeah. that, that will, will, will flick balls on, that will hold balls up. And, that, and, it, and, and I, don't, I think that's stating the obvious. I mean, we've, we've mm-hmm. struggled with that. Pipe, who's, you know... I mean, he's a, you know, he's a Muppet, and, and yet he, he can hold the ball up. But the problem is, one of the things that teams have figured out with him is he doesn't have blinding pace, so he's not going to get behind you. And he can be pushed around, and he can be banged around. And, and um, he does the best he can, and he makes the most out of what he has. I mean, he scored two goals last weekend. To be fair, mm-hmm. he probably could have scored two tonight. He had two good chances, yeah. certainly. In the, I think he had three good chances tonight. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, but I thought he, um, he 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 makes the most out of the ability that he's got. He really does. Yeah. Um, but uh, um, you know, we're, we're what I'd like to see is continue that good form, which we, we two thirds of the field we've been very good. To be honest with you, getting out of our third through the mm-hmm. middle third when we're playing well, we've been really good. It just it just tends to fade away once we get to the attacking third. And I'd like to see us. We'll probably spend some two days on it this week in training, working on it. Not sure what shape we'll play, whether we'll go back to the 4-3-3 or stay with the, the, 
the, the box in midfield in a 4-4-2, um, which we changed a little bit tonight. We actually changed how we defended. Um, I don't know if you guys were able to pick up on it. So we played a four with three, actually, when we, when we were in low pressure, four with three in front of it, one and then two, Marcus being the one. Um, you kind of took advantage of the fact that you've almost got three sixes in there. You've got, um, and when I say sixes, uh, defensive midfield players um, or guys that are comfortable playing in there, Danny, Genki, and Juan. And what it allowed us to do, we had a hard time, and in the second half it started killing us at Stumptown last week, was getting our guys out of the box to get out to the wide players. We just had a real tough time with it, and guys not sure where to go. So we, we decided to just switch that and drop a, a bank of three in front of the four. And uh, to be honest with you, I thought it worked like a charm tonight, especially the first. They had no, they didn't know where they were going or coming. Um, and we got a lot of the ball back, a lot of the possession. Um, they also changed their shape a little bit tonight too. They played rather than playing with two tens, they played with two sixes. Um, stayed in the four three three, but it almost ended up more because of the amount of possession we had. It ended up four five one a lot for them. So they weren't easy to break down either. But we created enough chances to score goals. Yeah. I mean, no question. So. Thank you so much. You know, it's a pleasure. Thank yes, you. So as you can tell, the coach was not uh, short of words uh, after the game and kind of gave us an, an idea of what he was thinking with his uh, the past two weeks with the lineup and what he was looking for in the game. And uh, obviously he, he also wishes we had scored some, some uh, converted some of those chances that we had. And it kind of gives us an insight like going forward in the next week's Milwaukee game, uh, you know, kind of what he's looking at from that perspective too. Uh, it's kind of interesting, you know, you're taking these exhibition games, which we know they don't mean anything in the in the standings, although, you know, it doesn't appear that CFC has any sort of uh, anything to play for in terms of like trophies or anything, but using these past two games to evaluate players uh, moving into the offseason kind of gets the wheels turning as to where C what CFC is thinking right now and moving into the offseason. Having said that, coming up with a Stumptown game, uh, you know, there's still pride to play for in that game as well as uh, some payback uh, for the performance that we had up there that we, you know, felt for, you know, probably 80 to 85 minutes of that game that, that we deserved to win. Uh, and I believe we ended up drawing that game. So it was uh, fairly dis Yes, as I remember, we did draw that game and uh, we were uh, lucky not to end up losing it uh, at the very end there. So though uh, I'm sure the the uh, players want to exact some revenge for that. Uh, we also caught up with uh, Gabby Torres after the game, and uh, here's what he had to say. So I'm here with uh, Gabby Torres after the CFC Stumptown game ended 0-0. Gabby, just your overall thoughts on the game. It looked like you guys looked like you guys dominated possession and had all the chances. Uh, just kind of your take on things. Yes, uh, obviously it's a very tough, very tough game, very physical game. Um, hard to play in these weather conditions. But as you said, we had the possession. I think we could um, maybe done better and creating more chances, more real chances to go. And got ourselves in good positions, but it wasn't enough. I don't think it was good enough, though. And defensively, I only recorded uh, one shot on goal for them. So defensively, it looked like a really good effort tonight. Uh, were you guys happy on the back line with how things went? Yes, we were very happy. I think uh, our shape worked very well. Something that we, we've been doing like in practice the week. 
and yeah, uh, Torgi played first half was very um, gave us some confidence, played very well, and then um, it, it's good. It's, it's very uh, satisfying to to don't get score, keep the clean sheet, even though we played like different players and in different positions. So um, we can say that was a positive point. So going into next week, it's the last game of the season. Uh, kind of you know, kind of sad going into that. Um, what are you guys looking to do in that final game against Milwaukee? Uh, when we last played up there, uh, we ended up uh, tying them, uh, you know, late in the game. Um, I know there's probably you guys want to prove that you were you know, better than that because we thought you were better on the entire game. So still something to prove against Milwaukee. Yes, I think uh, it's very unfortunate that we come to the last game with no chances to to do better. Uh, and we need to figure out a way to win this game for, for our coach, for, for defense, for everyone that has been supporting us the whole season. So um, I think we've been like performing well, but not playing well enough to come out with a result. So in the last game, we need to win no matter what, because defense deserves it, the, the team deserves it. All right, thanks, Gabby, for taking the time with us. Thank you. And we want to thank Gabby Torres for taking a couple minutes with us. Uh, he was obviously disappointed and not to uh, get the win. And uh, and he's looking forward to coming back next week and, and uh, wanting to win it for the fans. I think, you know, sometimes we forget, like, they're out there, the players are out there playing. And, yeah, they're playing for themselves, but they're also, you know, out there playing for us too. And, and, uh, and it's kind of funny, you know, we'll be talking to them after the game and whether it's, you know, an interview or whether it's, you know, over at CBC and when they come in, you know, when they don't win, it's, you know, we, we get apologies and uh, that just kind of tells you what it means to them when they don't win or they don't perform up to the level that they think they should, like they feel the need to apologize to us sometimes and uh, which is totally unnecessary, but at the same time, totally endearing and, and kind of like shows you what the fans mean to them. So uh, we just appreciate him taking the time and, and uh, talking to us after the game. Also, after the game, I was able to uh, go over to Chattanooga Brewing and catch up with a couple of players. Uh, and they kind of, uh, you know, I was talking to, to Webb, and he kind of reiterated what, what Gabby had said about difficult playing positions to, uh, conditions tonight. And uh, he said he thought that on, a, on another night he would, would have probably been able to get onto the end of a, a several of the ball, balls that were played through to him. Uh, that just seemed to to slip away because of the the slick turf. So you know, it just wasn't CFC's night. Uh, maybe on another night we we put away two or three of those chances. But uh, overall, I mean, I felt like it was a, a fairly dominant performance, uh, worthy of uh, worthy of the win. And gosh, you definitely the fans definitely put in the effort tonight uh, and and deserved the win for sitting out in that miserable rain, which stopped almost exactly when the final whistle blew. Also, some, some other uh, tidbits of news uh, not in the lineup tonight was Caleb Cole or Cam Woodfin, uh, both of them having a little bit of a knock, uh, nothing long-term, it sounds like. Uh, both, it sounds like, should be back next week for the uh, Milwaukee Torrent game. Uh, also, Max Vilsery, uh, like I said, caught up with him, and he said that, you know, he didn't feel like his uh, injury was anything more than a uh, a muscle pull, so uh, speedy recovery to him. Also saw uh, Ruben uh, Morales was not uh, dressed out tonight. I did not find out uh, the reason for that. I am going to assume uh, that was an injury, but uh, no confirmation on that.
So that'll about do it for the evening. We have uh, the last game of the season coming up at Finley Stadium where we'll have a rematch against the Milwaukee Torrent, which we drew uh, in Milwaukee. And like I said, uh, I think the players will be looking to exact some revenge on that game because it's a much like tonight and last week. It's a game that, you know, we had the better chances. We looked like the better team and really thought, you know, going into the, uh, I guess, the last 10 minutes of that game, we were we were going to win it. Ended up getting a draw out of it. So uh, the players are definitely going to go out and lay it all on, leave it all in the field and, and try to send send us off with a with a win. I know that's important to the players, the coaches, and uh, and the staff. So that'll do it uh, for this post-match rant. Uh, this is Todd, a.k.a. Great Footballer. Uh, track me down on Twitter, and you can find Jim at Chattagooner. And, of course, you can get us at 423SoccerPod. And don't forget to look on the Facebooks for us, for those of us over 40 years old and still are on Facebook. Uh, you can find us there also. And... If you're finding this podcast and you found the podcast, so I don't really know why I'm going to tell you where to find the podcast when clearly you found it. Uh, look for a midweek podcast, probably. Um, we didn't do one this past week. Uh, the Gooner was getting uh, back into the habit at work. So uh, look for us to, to give you some content sometime, maybe Tuesday-ish, something like that. So until then, we'll see you on the Twitters. Go Blues!